Welcome to the College Football Bros. I'm Michael Newman. I'm Ryan Newman. And I'm Trey Newman. All right, on today's episode, we are breaking down the national championship between the Georgia Bulldogs and, just as we all expected, the TCU Horned Frogs. First question uh, for you guys, would a TCU win make them the most unlikely national champion of the modern era? Define modern era however you'd like. Yeah, yeah. 60 years maybe. Either either way, I, I think without a doubt, um, especially considering they're just they're not college football royalty. Um, it, it, when I'm, it's hard to find some reliable preseason odds, but but looking back to 2000, 2010 Auburn was apparently fifty to one. They started the year ranked number twenty three, so that's crazy, but but not too crazy in the grand scheme of things. They were ranked I know there's some high, like that's not yeah like even close and, and, right. Texas Christian, well, by the way, this episode, I'm going to call them Texas Christian just because wow, yeah. no one else does. Um, but they were 200 to 1 or more, and they went 5 and 7 last year. They'd be the first team since Georgia Tech of 1990 to be unranked to then, you know, win the title. And then, and then if you just look at this game. Like, they were like 500 to 1, 1,000 to 1, some places. Like you could have found even more. Right. Yeah. And then if you just kind of isolate it to just this game alone. You know they're what a twelve and a half point dog, and so since the first BCS title game in '98, the biggest point spread upset since then was Ohio State when they were an eleven point dog from Miami in yeah. 2002, and Ohio State kind of controversially won that title. But but that Ohio State team that wasn't some Cinderella story. Um, so just forgetting the whole season context, this game alone would be one of the biggest surprises in terms of game history. Yeah, no, it's not even close. Not even close. This would be the most crazy ever. Uh, I mean, ever since I, I went back, I tried to look at each year, uh, every national champion and their their prior years, kind of leading up to that point. Trey's Auburn is certainly one of them, but I mean, they don't. They're not on the stratosphere of TCU. Auburn went eight and five the year before, and they were expected to be pretty good, uh, you know, in in that following season. So not them. OU in two thousand, they were seven and yeah. five in ninety nine. But they had Josh Heupel coming back, who had a pretty darn good year in '99. So they were expected to make a jump. So that's not. not and they're a blue close. blood, you know. So yeah, they're a blue blood. A so it's different. not. Yeah. BYU in '84, they they went 11 1 in '83. Like I know they're not a blue yeah. blood, but they were yeah. really really good already. The fact that they're in the whack is pretty crazy. That they yes yeah won the national championship, but but yeah they were very good several years running. So yeah. Uh, Pitt in '76, they were you know eight and four in the year before, but they had Tony Dorsett, you know, and they were just pretty good that year. So I, not even close. This would be the craziest national title winner ever. Okay, I, I think I agree, but I'm I'm gonna say that it is close. I think Georgia Tech in 1990 maybe has has a case as well. You think because, it's close? Well, here's why. So they were okay. If you just look at the one year before, Georgia Tech was seven and four the year before. Okay, whereas TCU was five and seven, that is different. But yeah. in '87 and '88, uh, Georgia Tech was a combined 0 and 13 in ACC play. Ooh. So that's pretty crazy. Oh. Then to, yeah. to win the national around. championship two years later, yeah. and they had one top 25 finish the previous 17 years. Georgia Tech did. Whereas Oof. TCU, like, it's not that long ago that Gary Patterson had them making the top 10. You know, several years. You know, so yeah. Um, I think that one is somewhat close, but. Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think right before the season, 
this would be the the biggest surprise. Yeah, yeah. But all right, let's get to some made-up prop bets for this national championship game. Ryan, you've got the first one. That I do. All right, guys. Who is going to have more receiving yards in this game? Wide receiver uh, uh, Quinton Johnston of TCU or Georgia tight end Brock Bowers? But Brock Bowers gets a little bit of a handicap. He uh, gets plus 15 yards. Okay, so you've got Quinton Johnston favored there. Uh, but I'll still yep. I'll lay those 15 yards. I'm going to go with Quinton Johnston. Um, just because I think there's a good chance that TCU is playing from behind in this game with the, of course, being a 12 and a half point underdog. And I think their run game is going to have, you know, a bit more trouble than it did against Michigan. I just think Georgia is, is too big and talented there. So um, both of those factors lead to airing it out. And when Quentin Johnston has been healthy this year, he's had a lot of monster games. Like you look, uh, Sonny Dykes said a few weeks ago that Quentin Johnston is as healthy as he's been in quite a long time before that big 12 title and the two games since then 139 yards and 163 against really good defenses so um, i think he's capable we saw kind of what marvin harrison jr did against uh this this georgia defense last week so i think he's capable of something like that um yeah that's yeah that's why i'm going with with johnston yeah no he's he's been a monster and i know that georgia secondary has been a little vulnerable in recent weeks but I'm going to take the 15 with, with Brock Bowers. Um, Darnell Washington, the other tight end for Georgia, might be out. Um, even if he's there, he's going to be limited. Um, so more could fall on Bowers' shoulders. Um, McConkey has been hobbled a bit as well. Uh, in the Ohio State game, Adani Mitchell and Arian Smith had some big games. So Texas Christian might might lean in on and focus in on those receivers a little bit more. I, so I just think that um, even TCU could also have or sorry texas christian could have some success with with uh tay barber darius davis um could could you know get some more of those those receptions and take away a little bit more from johnston so i'm gonna lean with brock bowers here i'm not sure tcu fans like the the texas christian i think they've been trying to yeah. get away from that but we'll see let us know in the comments <laughs> <laughs> it's unique yeah. it's no one no one does that Definitely i feel is. like the only time i see texas christian is on I think on teamrankings.com what their stats yeah, you never they have oh. T- TX Christian so when I'm trying to control F and find TCU it's very difficult on there but anyway <laughs> yes uh, next prop bet we have over under 3.8 yards per carry for Texas Christian and th- of course that's including sacks Thank so you. it's not just about the the run game necessarily right. it's not the NFL yeah yeah well one of the things that Ohio State did well against this Georgia D was was run with Stroud. Uh, he didn't do much of that this year. The challenge, though, in my opinion, is that Georgia wasn't necessarily totally prepared for that. They're certainly going to be prepared for for Duggan's legs, and also with with K- Kendra Miller not a hundred percent. I'm just not overly bullish that uh, that they're going to get to the over here. So I'll lean under. Yeah, I agree, Trey. I'm actually going to go go under uh, as well. TCU averages like five point three for the year, but of course, that's not going up against the number one ranked rushing defense in Georgia every week. So um, they did run for 6.4 against Michigan, which was was a nice game for them, no doubt. But I'll give them credit for that. But I I, I got to put my faith in the number one rushing defense. I just I, I don't see them being able to run the ball well at all. I, I got to go with Georgia there. So under for me, too. OK. All right. All right. All right. So my prop is 
Over under 30 pass attempts for Stetson Bennett against Texas Christian. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I'm going to take the over uh, on 30 here because um, just over 30, like 30.6 is his average on the season. Um, you know, And most of the teams he's played against aren't as good as this TCU team, meaning TCU is more likely to keep the game closer than most of the teams that Georgia has played has played and making Bennett have to throw a little more. Um, you know, and if you actually look at even closer, so if you look at the games where Georgia has won by three touchdowns or less, meaning like somewhat competitive games, his average rises to 32. So, you know, I anticipate it at least being somewhat close. So I'm going to take, take, uh, the over, think they got to rely on Bennett a little more maybe than usual. I agree with you. I'm, I'm going with the, the over as well. Georgia's team total, uh, in this game, if you, if you bet it online, is over under 37 and a half. So that's a lot of points scored. That means probably a lot of successful drives and uh, probably some pretty good numbers put up by Stetson Bennett. And TCU's strategy against Michigan was, you know, they really kind of keyed in on, on stopping the run and trying to force um, J.J. McCarthy to beat them. Now, yeah, I, Stetson Bennett is... is more proven and reliable than J.J. McCarthy, but I think they could do something similar here, not let the Georgia run game beat them and, and just trust their, their really good corners to try and get it done. So there you go. Two overs for Stetson Bennett pass attempts. Uh, let's get to some bold predictions. Trey, it better be bold. Better be bold. Yeah, I'm getting a little kind of clairvoyant bro feeling here. Ooh. Oh, I'm wow. going to say a, a, a running better. back... Uh, a running back will throw a touchdown pass, Ooh. and I'm going to say Kenny McIntosh, Georgia's running back, he's going to throw for one and rush for one. I like wow. it. That's a good one. That is a very good one, yeah. That is bold. And it, yeah, teams nice. bring out these these trick plays in, in yeah, they these do. types of games, so that makes sense. Um, good call. All right, I'm going to go uh, another pass attempts discussion. I'm going to say Max Duggan has 40-plus pass attempts in this game uh he's only done that once all season but my reasons for that are kind of similar to my discussion of of quentin johnston uh in the receiving yards thing i just think georgia being able to slow down tcu's run game uh in a way that michigan wasn't able to especially with like we mentioned earlier kendra miller potentially being out um and tcu playing from behind and just what we saw cj stroud just do against this this georgia secondary i think tcu might see that as as the potential way to you know if there's any way to beat georgia's defense great defense maybe it's airing it out yeah yeah no that's that's solid too all right um i'm gonna go with i'm gonna say georgia's gonna get five sacks uh against duggan you know so you know for reference, the, the nation leader in sacks this season was actually Louisville, believe it or not. Um, and they had 3.8 per game. So to get five, that's a big that's a big number. Um, I don't know. I just got a feeling like it, it'll kind of be like last year's national title game. Georgia really got after Bryce Young, and they had four sacks against him. So uh, I think they could do even better against Duggan this year. All right. Well, let's uh, ultimately get to our predictions here. Uh, this game is, is being played at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Right in Ryan's neck in the woods. How far Dude, are you from so I can uh, probably like five miles-ish, six miles. There you go. There you go. Just <laughs> Maybe a little longer, but it's really close. I assume that you're not going to shell out the uh, the hefty price for the. I will not be spending that much money <laughs> to go to the game. You should, you should go was, and see what the, the, the price is for g- at game time. 
That's true. Yeah. Just, and you can't tailgate apparently. In. So that that's that's out of the yeah, question. It's, what the heck, man? Anyway, terrible. Uh, so Georgia, like we said, I think uh, throughout this episode a couple times, Georgia's favorite twelve and a half. At least as of recording right now, we're going to re- release this. You know, maybe a day later, but uh, the Vig Free money line implies a twenty-one percent chance of TCU winning. So I know people aren't giving them much of a chance, but twenty-one percent is not zero. Like, yeah, twenty-one percent chance no. has happened. Yeah. Uh, but the safe pick, obviously, is Georgia to win, and and that's what I'm I'm going to go with. Uh, TCU has been six and one in games decided by one score this season, so it took some luck to get here. I think it would take some luck again for them to to ultimately win it all. Um, Georgia's just by far the most talented team that TCU has faced, but I do think TCU can keep it close. I, I just I just trust this TCU coaching staff. I think Sonny Dykes and Garrett Riley offensively seem to obviously put together great game plans i think with d mercado at running back even if kendra miller's out he's he's done very well quentin johnston tay barber max duggan's legs like there's there's just enough weapons on this offense that i think kind of great offense beats great defense and so i think tcu can put up enough points to to hang in there defensively i mean we saw even with with the struggles mccarthy had at times michigan put up a ton of points against tcu i think georgia will do the same um so oh, yeah but maybe without darnell washington potentially that kind of makes things a little bit easier so i'll go final score prediction georgia 35 tcu 24 all right what would you say the score was 35 24 those days 35 24 okay Ooh, a little low scoring i think i would go under scoring. i would go under all right well yeah so for this game to me it just i don't know i feel like after a, a, few, a few week layoff for almost a month for uh, well, no, a few week layoff for for TCU heading into that Michigan game, they got a lot of chance to prepare, kind of you know get ready for that game. I just feel like when it's only a week and it's a much quicker turnaround and back to back weeks, it favors the better team. Um, the better team would come out on top more often rather than if you had a long long layoff. So that's why I'm gonna one of the main reasons why I'm gonna go with Georgia. I just think talent kind of wins in that scenario talent just takes over and georgia just has much more of it than tcu overall i uh, tcu's had a great season they they're they battle like no other i i do think they're going to keep it interesting i don't think this is going to be a blowout but georgia's too good they have too much talent on both sides of the ball i don't see tcu being able to stop them much on offense um so i'm going to take uh um georgia i'll say 48 35 so barely cover the spread but okay. you know uh, 13, 13 point win there for Georgia. All right. I've, uh, I've gone back and forth on this. I, I love Max Duggan, uh, would love for Texas Christian to make this an exciting game. But when looking at it, the Horn Frogs, they won that Michigan game largely due to benefiting from two pick sixes and two goal line turnovers by Michigan. I just, I, I don't see that obviously happening again. I think the Georgia lines will play a little bit better than Michigan's. Um, I know Max Duggan; he's proven that he can make plays with his legs and, and arm, and he he will. I'm not; they're not going to shut him down by any means, uh, especially with the weapons they have and the way that Georgia's been a little bit susceptible. But um, I just don't think the Horn Frogs will be able to match strides with with Georgia. I think the the Bulldogs will get a few more stops than Michigan did. Um, they're not going to turn it over. Georgia also went two for ten on third down against Ohio State. I don't foresee that happening. Um, and I think Stetson Bennett, he got a lot of confidence again. Those last two drives against Ohio State kind of maybe reinvigorated that offense. Um, I think I think we get the Georgia that 
smothered Tennessee and not the one that we kind of saw against LSU and Ohio State. So I say Georgia goes back to back and beats Texas Christian. I'll say 40 to 24. And I don't think that TCU with Duggan has the air, you know, threat that Ohio State presented. Like Ohio State was able to expose with some couple of elite receivers yeah. in Ekbuka and Harrison and Junior. TCU's passing game doesn't. They don't have it's that. It's not at Ohio State level. And that, no. you know, it's not Ohio State's level, so I don't think they can kind of keep pace like Ohio State was able to. Yeah, you might be right. There's, there's been. I feel like the the few sharp betters that do share their thoughts publicly, you know, whether on podcasts or on Twitter, it seems like they're uh, favoring Georgia at this number. Like it seems like people. Well, that's that's what I just said. So you. I'm a, you know. uh, yeah. Oh, oh. So you're one of those sharps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, <laughs> exactly. So, no, but maybe that means if you are betting TCU, like if I'm not actually, I'm not actually putting real money. Uh, full disclosure on this game. But if I if I were to bet TCU, I would probably wait. So then, why are you telling others? I'm to not bet? telling them to bet. I'm just making my pick. <laughs> I'm just entertaining the viewers. <laughs> Come on, Michael. Put your money where your mouth I'm, is. Huh? I'm, no, I'm, I'm. I don't. I don't. I'm not that confident in it. So, but if I were to bet. I would probably wait on TCU and, and maybe hope to get a little bit better number. Who knows? Better number. Um, but anyway, that'll do it for either way. I hope it's exciting. Yeah, of course, yes. of course. Yeah, I mean the the semifinal games were they uh, they were incredible. Yeah, if you're if you're not a Georgia yeah. fan, obviously everyone is cheering for TCU because they're the big underdog, and you just you you kind of need TCU to overperform for it to be a close yes. game. So. Yeah, I'll definitely be be cheering for them to, to keep it close. So that'll do it for this episode of the College Football Bros. Uh, thanks for watching. Be sure to like the video. If, if uh, Give it a thumbs up if you enjoyed it. Subscribe if you like college football. We're here all year round. We'll be here next week to, to recap the national championship. So we will talk to you then. You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. Keep up with the brothers on social media, like them on Facebook at College Football Bros, follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros, and for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.